It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News for the 25th of September. It's me, Richie T. And look who it is again. It's just Joni. Just Joni. Hi. It's just me. How are you? I'm fine. I like you so much. I like, I like that you're you here. Too. I like that we had a phone conversation. I like that you said I want to be around more often. I was in the grocery store while we had that phone conversation. Oh, really? Did mm-hmm. you get anything good? Uh, I got groceries for meals. Yeah? Because <laughs> I'm just Joni, and I just <laughs> buy stuff for meals. I'm just doing grocery That's shopping. That's right. <laughs> do you buy snacks for the kids? Sure. Do your kids still do the, they get a certain allotment of money and have to no. buy stuff? That died? That died when I did not have the energy to be on top of it. it anymore. Yep. I get it. I get it. That's where most parental things go. It's not that the kids aren't digging it. It's when we go, I don't want to do it that was, anymore. I, it was because I got sick. That right. was really the biggest thing. I think we would have been able to. I sick. Let's talk about that <laughs> for a couple of years, shall we? <laughs> How are you feeling today? You look good. Uh, thank you. I feel moderate. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Mediocre, thank you for asking. I don't feel great, but no. I don't feel horrible, sure? so I'm fine. Sure. I live, I like to answer that way. Yes. Like when people ask me, how are you? I go, I'm in. <laughs> and they're like, they're waiting for something else, and I just go, I'm in. Mood-wise, I'm in a pretty good mood. Yeah? Physically, I'm mediocre. We've got some cultural hall business right now. Okay. Um, we'd like to extend a vote of thanks to uh, DJ Rob, who served for many years in the cultural hall. Uh, he will now be dismissed uh, with a vote of thanks. We be, that's official now? That is official. My I hand received, is officially I, raised. I received the word last evening. He will no longer be joining us here in the cultural hall. Thankful uh, for his service and the time that we were able to spend both with him and at his home, the house of the party. Yeah, many a day. Uh, yet to hear on whether the wife of the party will still be involved, but expect that call or that uh, that uh, statement to be made in the future. Okay. Uh, so thanks to DJ Rob, which it, it's the strangest thing. He, as part of the message, was like, yeah, I'm DJing right now. And I was like, I, I didn't know you were a DJ. I had no idea. Crazy. Uh, it is, is, of course, and just is that Joni. Maybe the last time we told that joke now? Yeah. Uh, it maybe. It maybe is. I mean, it may come up again <laughs> because I'm nothing if someone that I wouldn't that wouldn't beat a dead joke again. Oh my gosh, that joke has been dead and buried and resurrected and buried right. and disintegrated and. and it's yet. like Easter though; keeps coming back. <laughs> three days, every year for three days, that joke will come back. Okay. I don't think that's like Easter at all. I don't think it is. Either. In fact, I don't think that's the principle of how mm, Easter works. Not really. At all. No. I may not know the gospel. <laughs> says the podcast host. About uh, it a is a show, says the you're right, show You're right, right, right. Yeah, show, show. Uh, great to see you. Anything new or should we blow pa- right past that? I, My husband and I did... Hottie Haas. Yes. We, we booked our dream trip. Where are you going? We're going to England. Oh my gosh. So all you Brits out there, go ahead and send me an email. Tell me where I have to be. Well, you know, the spores will want to see you. Yeah. Well, so we're only, like, I don't know where the spores live. They live in Northamptonshire. Okay. It's sure, okay? You don't say shire in England. No, but if you're not from there, you say it shire. It's Uh, Worcestershire sauce. (laughs) Uh, We are not going anywhere north of London. Okay. So... 
You're going to go see some theater in London? We have already booked our tickets to the Harry Potter I shows. Pe- I knew that that had to be something you were doing. And uh, Are you going to go to the West End, uh, the Red Light District? No, I am going to. We are going to see a show in Shakespeare's Globe Theater. Shut up. I'm That's so- awesome. Unfortunately, it's not the original Globe Theater because that did burn down. Right. But they've reconstructed it to be just like, and it's in the same location. Right. So I can. What be, are you seeing? Don't know yet. They haven't released those shows you're yet. You're just saying, but so, you know you're going to. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's like my top three must. What's your other two? Um, have to see Tintagel. Which is in... I don't even know what that is. It is is King Arthur's Castle in Cornwall. Okay. It's right on the coast, and it, like, it's the coolest thing. I mean, it's it's ruins, basically, now, but it's gorgeous, and it's right on this, like, island that sits right next to the coast, so there's kind of this bridge thing, and Mm. there's lots of stairs, and... And is that on that? Is that part of the trip as well? Yes, okay. we will. So we'll be spending. You realize if you knock out all the things you want to do, you're going to die, right? No. So I mean, we've had to. We made a list of like 900 things okay. we wanted to do, right? And then narrowed it down to like the top 10. I know, but then you <laughs> said top three. So like, if you knock out the top three, if like you do these things, death. That's your poor kids aren't going to have a mom. Why would why would doing my top three things cause death? Because you knock ba- you knock out bucket list and God's like okay. Oh well, so I see it the opposite way that if you if you say I'll do this when we've achieved this certain something or right. when we're retired or okay. when blah blah blah. What if you die before that and then you don't get to do it? Right. Because sure. if if getting this if getting Lyme disease has taught and taught and if it's taught me oh, anything, it's taught me anything. It's taught me to button things at the store. No, uh, if it's taught For me meals. anything, yeah, <laughs> um, that you just need to make things happen yep. now. Yep. Because you know, I. I wish that I would have done more before I got sick. Sure. So you just got to no just got to make it trip, happen. Right? No kids. Oh, how awesome! No. Nope. How long? Uh, ten full days. Yes. Yeah. That, so that's a vacation in and of itself, right? Right. You, you, I mean, you could be going to West Valley. No. And so the like, best part is in May um, is when we're going, and it'll be very close to the end of school. So my kids are going to have a lot of like. <sighs> dreaded after, like end of school projects where sure. somebody has to dress up like Clara Barton one day and somebody has to do a poster on you know Babe Ruth one day or something I don't know and I won't be here and the babysitter has to do it That's great is the babysitter mom <laughs> college age college age my niece Oh yeah yeah yes so she's that's still novel for her so right. she'll be like sure let's do your project yeah. so it's a win win for everybody yeah and it's a little birth control for her at the end of it right so she doesn't rush I don't right think into she something. needs it but sure sure but you know what I'm saying right yeah. like maybe I thought mm, <laughs> no. kids uh, she's pretty anti kids as it is Good. so Good. Good. <laughs> we have too many kids in the world anyway. That's awesome. Good no, it'll be great. We'll spend like the first half in and around London and then like the second half in Cornwall, which is like the most southwestern peninsula of... You know it's not pronounced peninsula, right? Peninsula. Perfect. It's a... That's the... That, it's, it's where peninsula. you go to botten things is in the <laughs> yes. peninsula of England. Right. 
an interesting thing of what you said that just reminded me, I had no intention of talking about this, but I'm going to the Olympics in 2020. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Remind me where those are. Okay. The Olympics. The Summer Olympics. Yeah. They're in Japan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My dad served his mission in Japan. He's cool. not been back. So you're going I'm, with your dad. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go out a little early and make my dad come with me. Great. Because he won't go. He won't go to the Olympics part? He, well, I think that he would enjoy it. I don't think that he'll go to Japan. Unless you make him? Yeah. My dad, my dad is one who is perfectly content just being the guy who, like does his home teaching every or his ministering every month and just you know does his yard and just has a great yard and has a great garden mm -hmm. and, you know he's he very much likes that kind of stuff um but there have been a few things in his life that i think that he wishes he would have done and just needs someone to be like i booked this yeah now we're going yeah he used to run a bunch of marathons he'll run the saint george marathon here in a couple weeks cool It'll be his 30th St. George Marathon. He, wow. He basically is crawling the St. George Marathon at this point. He's not old. I mean, he's 60-something, sure. but, 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 but it's taken a toll on young. his body to yeah. where uh, he used to qualify for Boston Marathons. That's where this is going. Uh, and he never went out. He uh, qualified, but never did it. And now he could never qualify because right. he can't you know, run with do the speed that you have to do it. Has he expressed regret about that? Or not do you just vocally, think he probably because he doesn't. Hasn't. Yeah. But... But you can just tell that he's like, yeah, probably, I probably should have, probably should have done that. I yeah. should have taken the time, and I should have done that. So uh, taking him to Japan is a thing. Great, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and I've always wanted to be some sort of broadcaster for the Olympics, and so I've decided, all right, you know what? I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to tell people, and I'm going to get there, and I'm going to do it. And that will be the thing. So Sweet. I'm going to Japan in 2020. Awesome. Uh, I've got a couple emails I want to share. Okay. Uh, one of them pertains to you. <clears throat> Me. Andy said, last articles of news was one of the funniest in a long time. Thank you for keeping the show going. A, meaning Andy. And they says, P.S. More Joni! Exclamation point. Oh, Andy. You get your wish today, Andy. Thanks. This from Janet. Richie, the rumor I've heard about the two-hour block is that we would alternate. So this goes back a couple weeks, talking about how uh, the thought is at General Conference, it's going to be a shorter uh, church service, shrinking to two hours. Think, uh, Janet says, uh, I think it'll be a two-hour block that we alternate. One week is Sunday school. The next week is Priesthood Relief Society, Young Men and Young Women. Don't you think that would work? I love the idea. Yeah, if Janet. I had been there on that episode, I would have floated that that would be the way I would think it would happen. Uh, this is from Nate. He says, this is about ideas for how the two-hour church block could work. I don't know if it's happening or not, but my thinking for ways it could work are as follows. 50-minute sacrament meeting with the, main be with the main purpose of the meeting actually being the sacrament, not the talks. Talk time could be cut down to be more concise, direct, and more focused on Christ, following in line with the re-emphasis of the name of the Christ in the church. Name worship service would uh, should better emphasize Christ as well. Then a five-minute break. And he says, 30-minute Sunday school. Then a five-minute break, and then a 30-minute Relief Society uh, priesthood young women. Shh. Another way it could work is Sunday School and Relief Society. You've never been to Relief week. Society, no, has this person. <laughs> no, you get 15 minutes of announcements, and then it's like, oh, I had a spiritual moment, and it's like, bing, we're out. Those are two ways I think that the two hours could work. I don't think it would be difficult to accomplish if it's something that the church wants to do and implement. I'm behind the switching off every other week. Tracy says, my preference for a two-hour block would be sacrament meeting at Sunday school, alternating with Re Priesthood Relief Society every other week. Three hours is a long time to sit for someone like me with chronic back pain. I hear you, Hashtag girl. Minnesota Mormon. Wait, is that a girl? 
Uh, yeah, Tracy. I hear you, girl. Uh, she, by the way, is a Patreon subscriber of The Cultural Hall. Oh, thank you, Tracy. Theculturalhall.com or Patreon.com slash Hall. if you'd like to give a little bit of money every month. They do it, and they love it, and that uh, that helps. How do you know they love it? Because they would stop doing it if they didn't love oh, it. Oh, okay. And I don't think she'd react with the show if she didn't love it. So okay. I don't know... <laughs> She and nowhere at any point. I thought you in this meant email. they love paying the money to Patreon. I think that. So here's the deal: we've been doing this now seven and a half years. It's a long time, and it's and it's on the weekly. Yeah. And I I hope that it's good content. I feel like it is. I think in some ways it's challenging for folks. In some ways it's freeing. In some ways it's expressive and identifying. Whatever, all the things. I hope it's something for everyone. And seeing more names being added to the patreon.com slash the cultural hall, uh, like it is a way for me to know that that it's more than just like, "Ah, okay, give or take, whatever, I don't care. No, yeah. And I do think that when when a show's been running as long as this one has, you know, the listeners who are there have have identified with something that they're liking. So, I mean, I was just making a joke about yeah. like Well, not funny. Money. Okay. So, <laughs> it's fine. I get it. I hear that all the time. Do you have some meals you can... I'm just cheating. <laughs> last, me- last email here uh, about this. The two-hour block schedule would give members and church leaders more time for ministering and family time, which you know they would not take more time <laughs> to minister. I appreciate it, and I think altruistically that's what we would do. Here's how I would do it, says Dave. Sacrament meeting, no change. Second hour, alternating. Primary could do sharing time once a month with classes the other three weeks. Maybe primary could do opening exercises each week with talks and scriptures and then release to their classrooms. Bishopric members sometimes spend eight hours plus on Sundays. Let's take the focus away from being in the meeting house and focus more on ministering, fellowshipping, family time outside of the building. With all the Sunday meetings, stake training meetings, firesides, weekend activities, it would put more time and, and responsibility back to the individual to manage their time to minister to others. And I think there might be some part of that, but there's that. And then I got this email. Uh, This has nothing to do with that. It says, hello, my name is Larkin. And my husband, daughter, and I will be in the Salt Lake area on the 8th of October. We would love to sit in on the show. I grew up in West Jordan. My husband served his mission in Provo, and we are finally coming back to Utah for a visit after 13 years of marriage. If you are recording that day, we would love to come. And we would love to have Kyle and Lindsay there as well. Sorry. That's... I get it. It's cool. It, everyone has a have a, has a person. We can't all be just Jonies. I'm fine. A room it's, of just Jonies? It's fine. Seriously, it's fine. And a room of uh, and a room of Kyle's would be horrible. So, <laughs> a room of Jonies would be horrible. It would be. Imagine a room of Richies. Oh my gosh, that is apples and oranges, and I love apples. And see, I'm an orange. <laughs> Look at this beard. I am an orange if ever there was. Here's the saddest part about it: she hasn't been back to Utah in 13 years. That episode will either be pre-recorded or post-recorded. I will be driving back from Oregon that day. Oh, boo. So I responded, and she said, well, if something happens, let me know. So I'm going to try and uh, I'm gonna try and figure something else out. Maybe That's get sad. him on the phone. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Something. I'll be doing something else because I'm not needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm totally you a joking. Free day. It's a Kyle and Lindsay I day. I so am joking. Throwing your hands up in the ayerts. Let's uh, take a break and come back and do actual articles of news. 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And here we go. You want to start? If you would like me to. Okay, well then I will. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sam Young, excommunicated. Yeah. Uh, former guest here of the Cultural Hall. Um, got a letter, decided to do a big press conference across from the temple here in Salt Lake. He felt like he would probably be excommunicated, and he was. Um, interesting the way that different media sort of picks it up, that it's like, he was excommunicated because he was trying to prevent sexual abuse, which right. makes it sound like it's like, okay. so it's like the church is like, no, no, let us have our sexual abuse. Why can't we? <laughs> Let's keep it. 
Which some would say, you know, if they're not changing the policies, there's some element of that, and I think sure. that's what he would say as well. Sure. Uh, there have been some changes, but that's as not far the that reason that they gave. You know, like when when he got called for his disciplinary hearing, it wasn't because you opposed, you know, this policy. That actually right. is not why. Well, and he. So if you don't listen to the Mormonland podcast, uh, it's the thing that the Salt Lake Tribune does. They actually talk to him. Uh, via the telephone and talked all about, uh, you know, whether he thought he was going to be excommunicated and about the fact that he'd have a letter and all this stuff. And, and, uh, you know, he talks about that he opposed, not because he um, opposed the church, but because he opposed those leaders of the church that continued to do this. And I think, you know, it's an interesting thing because I don't think that, I don't think that churches uh, has, um, perfected it yet. I think that the changes that they made are important. Um, I think that we can look both within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and certainly the Catholic Church as of late and, you know, and many other organizations. organizations, And it's like, you know, there is something about humanity that these things occur. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my own personal belief has been for many years that I do not like that policy. I don't. I have not felt it appropriate. And in times in my life where I have been the one doing the confessing, Uh I have had some bishops who very clearly were uncomfortable and were just trying to get through it and try to be as, you know, as careful as they could and just be like, you know, do you feel like something inappropriate occurred? Right. And if so, let's get you on a rep- repentance process. And I've had other bishops that are like, so did this occur? Right. And then did this occur? And it made me feel, you know, and the way that I saw it at the time as a, as a youth was this nasty feeling that I have mm-hmm. is part of my punishment. Interesting. And so, because I would never have questioned the way the church did anything at that point. And so I just, I, I just figured like this horrible shame and icky, icky feeling that I feel with this man talking to me like this must be part of the punishment for right. my sin. You know, right? And and looking back, I'm like, oh, geez, no, that's not the way it should happen. Like, it. Some bishops very clearly were trying to be as like you know ecclesiastical about it as possible and hurry in in and out and get you on the repentance process. But there were a couple interactions that felt kind of skeezy. Interesting. (laughs) And I wonder, uh, you know, I wonder for me because for people who may be new listeners to the cultural hall or who didn't know, you know, I was excommunicated and I'm now back in the church. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing I'm wearing the underwear. Yes. And that that's how much back I'm in it. Um, but I was excommunicated for like sexual indiscretions. Mm -hmm. And so I had those conversations with bishop on a bishop level at a bishop council, stake, stake level, stake council before. And I never had, I never had that sort of thought at all. And and would it have made you feel different if they were all women? I, I don't know, but I just remember recounting it. And the, and the thing for me was like, I just felt sort of this hopeless out of control. That's where my focus was. Well, like, is there something wrong with me? And recounting these things and just feeling so out of control that, you know, whether it was one-on-one or one-on-15, you know, in, like in the in the 
disciplinary council where I was excommunicated, like there was never a, a thought that I was like some guy is grooming me or, sure. you know, getting some sort of pleasure about me talking about these things that occurred. Like I, it just, it just what wasn't a thought. And I don't know. I mean, you ask a, a very legitimate question, like... I, I don't know that there's anything that's the same as a woman talking behind the door with I a agree. man, right? Like, I, agree. I, th- I, th- I think I would have felt uncomfortable if it was just me and a woman, but for different reasons. Right. Right? Like, uh, I mean, you're, because I, I sort of hold those things, and this is terrible, but I mean, there are things that, like, I'll, I'll guy talk. I hate putting it in that phrase, but like all guy talk that like if a woman is around that I will never because I'm just like, ah, I, res- I, res- I respect you, woman. Dudes, I don't respect. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because both in and out of the church, um, young girls are taught that, you know, like guys are way more sexual and guys are going to you know that's it's like a thing another reason why girls are taught so much about modesty because they're like guys are gonna lust after your body i mean that we're taught that right so then as a you know 16 17 or younger or older girl who's just coming into their own like discovering what it means to be you know kissing boys and having boys push you further than you wanted to go and you're like I didn't even know that was going to happen so now suddenly I've sinned and I need to go see another dude you know like for me particularly um, I had an experience where I I can't say it wasn't consensual because I went along with it but I was actually, I was trying to be like, maybe we should. I feel like maybe we should. Maybe and stop. he's like, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. And suddenly I'm in a situation where I'm like, crap, we definitely crossed a line. I feel like I have to go see the bishop. Mm-hmm. I felt taken advantage of by that person who mm-hmm. was male. And then I had to be in a room with an adult male who, in the back of my mind, I know, like, has sex and like has seen naked people and he's asking me really explicit questions about what has happened and I can't help but feel like he's looking at me thinking of me doing that thing and I feel taken advantage of you felt that again Mm -hmm. really but I also felt like it must have been designed that way interesting to shame me into not doing it again interesting I'm a little, I mean, I don't, I can't say that that's anyone else's experience. Sure. And I don't think that you are saying um, that. You're saying this is mine. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know that I could do that then under those circumstances. Because me, it was like, oops, well, I did this. (laughs) And he's like, don't. And read Miracle of Forgiveness. And I'm like, okay. No, like, and I I had, um, I had a bishop tell me once. I'm going to hate this story. I can already tell. No, he just said, you need to be careful because you like to pick and choose what commandments you want to keep. Interesting. And so you're going to get into trouble if you, and he basically said like, you're the warden of your body and you have to be the one. He, he put all responsibility on me, which unfortunately it has to be, but he basically was like, yeah, guys are going to push you. That's what they do. And and if you don't stop them, then the sin is on your your head, basically. And so, I, you know, like he labeled me that way. And for lots of years, I, I 
I was so, so believing in anything that came out of a church leader's mouth that I was like, he told me that I pick and choose commandments, which means I'm, I'm lesser. And I believed that about myself for a long time. And, and then like, as I got older, I'm like, everybody sort of does that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, wait a minute. I don't have the market I mean, on this. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, my testimony was so, so firm that even the smallest corrections that I think maybe w- would have been needed for another person mm-hmm. would devastate me, mm-hmm. like devastate me. And so I had really low feelings about myself. And I just think my opinion about it, and we can, I know we're, dragging this on but my opinion about it is that um any issue that deals so heavily with like your psyche and and your emotions and at the time i had mental illness that i was undiagnosed that i didn't know about Mm -hmm. bishops are just dudes they're just dudes with no training in how to counsel people doing the best they can right but But then i think why do we tell people to go to their church leaders you know i think i think that we think that well because they have the authority and god's going to give them the info that they need but um i have not found that is always the case as far as like them giving me counsel right that's i don't know i don't know what to do about it but i I feel really nervous when I hear people be like, I'm having this really big, huge problem that really needs some professional help. So I went to my bishop right. and he's he's guiding me through it. You might get a really great understanding bishop. You may get a totally emotionally closed off dork who has no idea right. how to even respond to you. I love that you called him an emotionally <laughs> closed off dork. <laughs> it's a nice word. Sure. No, dork. As opposed to another word I wouldn't want to no, say. sure, sure, I got it. It, <laughs> it just seems so, this emotionally closed off dork. Uh, if, if ever, and I don't ever, but if ever I'm a bishop, you know what my counsel will be? I do a, a show available in podcast form. <laughs> you should probably talk to someone else. <laughs> Right? Like, hey, our marriage, cool. There's marriage counselors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I'd be like, you know, I find a lot of strength in reading the scriptures and praying, and that will get you to some point. But you should probably talk to someone else. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Sign sign up for tithing settlement on the way out. I'll see you in six months. Like, that to me is how I envision it. You need someone to hear? I can listen. I'm a great listener. What should I do? Oh, no, no. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Go see a counselor. Go see someone trained in this stuff. But, you know, the, the title of bishop is also to be a judge. Sure. Oh, I'll judge him. You know- <laughs> I, I will sit there and judge the crap out of him. Are you kidding me? I can't, can't just sit there and listen to their problems and not be like, yeah, it's your fault. It's just a fraught system. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I have had many bishops who I love and adore and who are so, so earnest and have given me wonderful, wonderful, helpful advice. So I'm not saying that it's like a huge st- systemic problem, sure. but it's kind of like Bishop Roulette, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, certainly with punishment, right? Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, uh, carry on. So, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the video, but of... <laughs> when he spoke up at Safeco Field up in Seattle. Like 50,000 Latter-day Saints. 
Where the uh, the Seahawks play? Seahawks? Yeah, Mariners. Seattle. Safeco. Mariners. I got there. 50,000 Latter-day Saints. That's uh, cool. A friend of mine who just moved to Seattle, a woman I taught on my mission, she just moved there. Melissa loved it. It was fun to see different people's posts. They're different, like, where they were sitting in the arena. And it, and it was amazing. Yeah. So fun. People have speculated temples up there. I don't think that's going to be the case. Why? Because they, they, I don't think that the Seattle one's that busy. Hmm. Like they could do a Tacoma one, so maybe it's a little closer. But I just think, I just think he was like, let's give him a little boost. Let's give him a little booster shot. Okay. Uh, but cool. I love, yeah. and I love the nickname. I'm gonna give a, a little props, which I don't like to do. Because uh, <laughs> you like to take credit for everything yourself. Because I like to yourself. take credit, but. Um, Brant over at the Mormon News Report, which you can get those episodes every Monday morning here in the Cultural Hall, um, calls him Hustle M. Nelson, and I like that <laughs> a lot. I really like that nickname. Uh, when we get the t-shirt done, and it's the President Nelson 2018 World Tour, I'm going to take full credit for that, but I'll give him the credit for Hustle M. Nelson. Okay, all right. Uh, but check those out if you don't listen to Mormon News Report. He just talked about, uh, you know, caring for people, uh, being loving, and that the happiness lies in holding on to the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. So so do that. Yeah. Hold on. What else you got? Uh, so some new board members in some of the church uh, auxiliaries have been named talk to me <clears throat> particularly in the women's organizations new members have been called to the relief society young women and primary general boards of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i've heard of that church. while the 14 new board members reside in utah most have lived extensively across the united states and in other countries uh so the biggest uh maybe noteworthy thing about these additions is that there are two people of color added. Right. right. One has been... Can we been, not say black women? Is that weird? Uh, you can say black women. Okay. They are black women, but, but I was... people of color, people not white? Yeah. And also, as I was looking through them, I saw a familiar face and saw that Michelle King has been added Shut to up. the... Michelle King from Channel 2 News? The primary general... The, not presidency. The primary general board. That's great. Yeah. I like Michelle King. Yeah. So, um, specifically two black, one black lady on the, uh, young women's board and one in the relief society board, but also looks like some, you know, Latina women added as well. That's great. Not that I, I'm always hesitant to, because someone is way more valuable than the color of their skin. So to just be like, yay, we put you on because you're black, you know? Right. But at the same time... It's like when you look at those church, like, press photos and it's like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm I'm glad that they're there, but can't we just have, like, pictures? Like, do we have to... Like, it just seems so manipulated where it's like, young Hispanic family next to the white family. But at the same time, it's more like... Um, I, I'm sure she these these women weren't put on the boards because they are black. I'm sure they're tremendously qualified. Right. I just it, wish that now, we as a, a society looked at it like exactly. it's like they are women who are very intelligent who will have a great addition to the board and. But when you when traditionally through you know decades and decades and decades it's been all white ladies. You're going to stand up and, and take notice. And, and to me, it doesn't say like, oh, you know, they're just making sure they have some black ladies on there. It's now 
we, the people who are making the board, are looking further and not just at our own little white lady circles. And I just think it's a valuable perspective, right? Sure. Absolutely. Those experiences, I mean, just mine and your experiences are so different from each other, right? right? Both having experienced, like we were talking about with the Bishop's interviews, yours is no more valuable than mine, nor mine than, well, mine's maybe a little bit more <laughs> than yours, but <laughs> I love that look you just gave me. No, but, you know, like we just come from these perspectives. It's great. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that aspect of what I see going on in the church right now. Uh, also, I'll just mention in a separate article, um, a I'm going to look at the date and make sure I get my date right. Yes. Um, on Sunday. Why is it just saying Sunday? must have been this past Sunday. Okay. A gun in um, Oh, no, Provo. save that. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. Come on. I was trying. I was looking at our time. And hang trying on to... for the gun in Provo story. We'll get there in just a second. I, I got to tell you about a Latter-day Saint trapeze act on America's Got oh. Talent. Oh. Tice and Mary Nielsen are in the top 10 finalists. For America's Got Talent, and will perform in the finale and on tour. They're a married couple from Salt Lake City. They're they're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. They have a two year old son named Jax J A X X. They say it's been hard for them to be filming and rehearsing, but they hope to continue and eventually get a show in Las Vegas. Thanks to everyone who watches and America's Got Talent. But they're they're uh, they're Latter Day Saints. Tice. T-Y-C-E. You know that they're Latter-day Saints when it's Tice. Not necessarily. There is a famous choreographer named Tice DiOrio. He used to be Mormon. You didn't know that? He didn't. He did. We call him Tasty Oreo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> In- interesting. I didn't know we had <laughs> nicknames for... Uh, you don't. I do. Choreographers named Tice. Uh, this is interesting. The Mama Dragons. They yeah. They were at the Pride, Pro Pride Festival this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving the hugs. Mormon moms giving free hugs to the LGBTQ folks down at the Provo Pride Festival. Mama Dragons, for people who don't know, supporting LGBTQ youth. Uh, an amazing group. We've had them here in the Cultural Hall before. Uh, it now counts its members in the thousands. Hmm. They were there at the Provo Pride Festival just giving out hugs. I, I need to get one of their signs that say free hugs. Yeah. There's way more to that article at theculturalhall.com, but the the point is they just love everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like what Jesus said in that primary song that he used to sing. <laughs> yeah. I said love everyone. <laughs> I really like to think of him being kind of like a crooner yeah, like that, too. Yeah, a little lounge singer. <laughs> Welcome in. I'm doing a two-night stand in Bethlehem. <laughs> That's terrible. Is that blasphemous? Nah, it's personifying. I think he'd like it. I hope he'd like I it. I hope Jesus has a sense of humor. Well, he made me. <laughs> uh, the Latter-day Saint finalists on the uh, World of Dance. Yeah, we talked about I that. I know, but couldn't have made it that far without Jesus, they said. Oh, yeah. Okay. They got third place. They're amazing. Well, somebody got third place and somebody got first place. Right. Out Latter-day Saints. Yeah. But the, the couple. Oh, yeah. okay. Got it. More, more, not Mormons, Latter-day Saints. Couldn't yeah. Have, couldn't have got that far without Jesus. Okay. I always think that that's sort of an interesting thing, right? Like, I get it, but like at some point, kind of that sports analogy where it's like, so what? I wasn't, like, did I need to believe a little harder to get first? Or is it just part of the map? Is it my, just on the road? I'm always interested when I feel like people think that Jesus wants their team to win over somebody else's team. I used to do that, praying for the BYU. I know. I don't get it. Yeah. It makes no sense. 
Or like, uh, I remember when I had bets with my dad over the Super Bowl. Please, Heavenly Father, I want to get these <laughs> baseball cards. Can you make it so they win? Those were prayers uttered. I'm sure. He listened. He laughed, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, do you know who Timothy Ballard is? No. Operation Underground Railroad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's the founder. Uh, it's interesting. He was on uh, Brother Beck's podcast. Okay. Just recently. That would be Glenn Beck. Yeah, Brother Glenn Beck. More, uh, Latter-day Saint. Yes. I'm getting better at it. Because you can say Latter-day Saint. Can you? I think so. If I first mention the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I can theretofore mention Latter-day Saints. If I'm just like with somebody and they go, are you Mormon? Do I say, excuse me? Yes, in a very condescending way. I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ. Of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> I know who I am. I know God's plan. I'll follow him <laughs> in faith. Ba, 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 bum. I always wanted like a big orchestral production of that song. That would be great. Um, he was talking to uh, Brother Glenn Beck and said, People ask me often, how do you go nose to nose with traffickers and buy and sell children? Because he's essentially helping sure. these kids get out of sex trafficking. Uh, and he said, uh, while it's true, Ballard, a former CIA agent, regularly descends into the darkest bits of humanity while rescuing children from the unspeakable crimes of human trafficking, that he doesn't become darkened. This is his quote. He says, those are some of the lightest moments. Those are some of the most brilliant moments of my life. Hmm. Uh, he goes on to say, it hit me like a ton of bricks that God is there. The angels are with these children. Uh, the closer I get to the darkest place, especially where the kids are, I witness angels there. Future guest of the cultural hall. Um, can I maybe be there? Yeah. I don't need to talk. I just want to be You just want to meet him? Yeah. He, he, uh... I have such huge respect for him and... And eccentric, his, though. Uh, sure, but I mean, like, it takes a lot of courage to do what he does. Yep. Like, that is scary to me. And those starfish children. Right. It matters, matters to, this to one. them. Yep. Check that one back in the ocean. Don't actually throw the kids in the ocean. No. Some can't swim. Uh, there's an interesting article at theculturalhall.com associated with this episode about when uh, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints went to war with the U.S. Army back in 1856. Hmm. An interesting read about that. If you hear that and you go, ha, I didn't know about that. There's a great article there that you can read. Um, Initially, the soldiers were welcomed by Brigham Young and given no indication that a fight was on the way. Instead, the fight was said to be instigated by a drunken Mormon who pushed a soldier during a Christmas celebration. Drunken Mormons. A fight between the parties ensued until it devolved into an all-out brawl. So are they Mormons, or do I have to like retroactively call them Latter-day Well, since Saints? I'm quoting an article... <laughs> They can be Mormons. No, but back then, yeah, they're Mormons, totally. Okay. It is members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, anything after August 2018. I just, I get that we're trying to show that we're representatives, but it's really just a mouthful. I feel like it's not practical. Come on. I, I can't remember if I shared this uh, here on the Cultural Hall, but I was listening to another Latter-day Saint podcast, and um, they were talking about how uh, one of the speculations is that... Uh, Mormon in Chinese oh means is, like evil is yeah something. evil something or other right yeah and uh, maybe it was Jenny that yeah was it was Jenny this. evil door or yeah something. something like that and so 
that part of it is just like, let's get away from something that could sound like evil anything and be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as we open up China in General Conference. Okay. Call it. Okay. Meanwhile, now the get... communists in China are cracking down even harder. Yep. Once we get in, though, knock, knock, knocking on China's door. <laughs> okay. I love that Not song. the evil door. No. Dumb one, one. <laughs> Talk about the gun. Get there. Let's do it. Okay. Well, so... It seems uh, like it's a really big deal, but it's it's not. <laughs> I mean, it is, but like, so so. Let me read the last bit first. Okay. A guy in the in the ward or in an in an adjoining ward, an unified local unidentified local leader speaking about the shooting to the young women of a ward in the church's Provo Edgement North Stake said there have been some other threats against other individuals in a different ward and so there is a particular level of precaution that the other ward has taken as part of that it was a mistake because a safety came off a gun and it sure. did discharge we'd appreciate you not spreading that around because then that could incite the issue that they're trying to protect protect against by chatter or social media or otherwise okay. we'd rather you not post well, you it. it you started in at the at the end so this last sunday not yesterday but a week sunday uh a guy walter stewart a 74 year old man who had a concealed weapons permit had his 22 caliber handgun in his bag mm-hmm. it went off like a backpack shot into a room where young women were. Leader comes in and says, listen, we'd really appreciate it if you guys don't go home and get on social media and be like, gun went off at church. Uh, someone in that room recorded it, shared it with Mormon <laughs> leaks. Here, here is the deal. I, and, I, and I posted this as such at the Cultural Hall on Facebook. So at the Cultural Hall. Uh, or facebook.com slash the cultural hall, however you want to find it. There aren't secrets, guys. So every phone is a recording device. Everything is a so uh, so that like that idea of let's not talk about it and keep this secret right. doesn't work. Hey, don't d- no that, that doesn't can't. even that, exist. That that is not a thing anymore. Uh, in a world where people want to be the first to something mm-hmm. or the secret to this, it doesn't. You can't. So we have to own everything, right? This happens. We have to own it. We have to work our way through it not hope that it doesn't come out not you know try and hush a thing so hey you know what we would ask you guys to not do this we'd ask you to not post this so when i said people think it's a thing and it's not a thing what i meant was the story is them trying to not have anybody talk about it to me because it was an accident but also it the article does uh remind remind people that the church has a no firearms in the church policy this guy said he'd been target shooting the day before and forgot that the gun was in his bag right but just the fact that it went off accidentally reinforces the please don't have it in the building rule to me right and how do you if you are so oh i don't remember about a gun in your bag exactly what i thought and then thought maybe i was being too no (laughs) like if you don't have respect enough for a gun that you're like oh what else is in here samurai sword (laughs) how did that like that just is ridiculous to me like you are the person who should not have a gun yeah come at me yeah. Come at me if you think that that's wrong. Like, if you can't have the respect enough for a lethal device in your backpack that went off as an accident, I'm sure Walter's great. 
Brother Walter, I don't think it's malicious, but I just think it's like, you know what? A little respect. I I personally have, it, like, I'm really scared of guns, right. and I come from a family that it very much is like, at the family reunion, let's all go target practice. Sure. And you guys shoot each other. I've yeah, seen the family <laughs> reunion picture. Yeah. And, like, you know, everybody in my family has concealed carry, and, like, that's, that's like, an I hate them. And so when I read something like this and I have a response like you had, I think it's just me being overly... Well, it is. It's us being... Okay. Uh, the Gabby Blair story. I know we haven't talked about it on Articles of News yet. I, I haven't listened to is. the Mormon News report, so I'm sure they talk all about it. So check that out. I'm trying to get Gabby Blair. Remind She's the one everyone. Who talks about that uh, abortions are all dudes' faults. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh, way oh, more oh, beyond oh. that, and we yeah. don't have time because I made a promise to you to get you out of here at this time. So uh, know that I'm aware of the story, that I'll weigh in as far as that goes, and it's not as simple as what I just said, that abortions are all dudes' fault. Sure. But I wouldn't be an inciting and, uh, you know promoting person if I actually went into all levels of the story at this point. Okay, and let me just future. tease one last thing that I wanted to get yes. in. Yes. Um, and I'll tease it and then people can go read the article if they want. This is from the Deseret News. Mm -hmm. Leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints want the U.S. legislature oh, yeah. Thank to you. legalize medical marijuana in a special session by the end of 2018. We'd like to see it done this year in a special session this year, said Marty Stevens the church's director of community and governmental relations. We'd like to see these people that that have needs, truly medical needs. We'd like to see them be able to get access to these medications in an appropriate, safe manner. So for those who I know and others who I do not know who are like, the church is so scared of marijuana, they won't even legalize it for people that need it. That's not the case. It's because they don't like the conditions of Prop 2. They want Prop 2 to not happen and to have a better one in place, but they want it to happen. Or do they? That's also going to be a future I episode know. of The Culture Hall. But Holland. as far as this article. And you can find that at theculturehall.com. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, Gabby Blair episode coming up. Cool. Come on, Gabby. Come into the cultural hall. Yep. I'll save a seat for you. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. And that if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat.